Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, Soul Talk friends. Bill, you and I just came back from being in Atlanta and in Sarnia, Canada, and in Texas. And it was so encouraging for me because in each place I got to be with some of you, some of my favorite people, people that listen to our soul talks. And Bill, that just continues to encourage me so much. It's so amazing to me to get to be with people who reference the soul talk or who thank me for them, or even just this last week in Texas, the last thing that um, Marlon, who was at our Soul Shepherding Institute, said to me before she left is, thanks for the soul talks, keep them up. And you guys might be surprised to hear that. I need that. I need that encouragement. So thank you. Thank you for encouraging me. We love to hear from you. Uh, Suggestions of what you would like to hear from us are always a blessing too. So thanks for following Jesus with us. It's a wonderful blessing to be in community with each of you, an authentic community where we're following Jesus together with emotional honesty praying for each other, encouraging each other. And uh, today we are going to be talking about the mental health benefits of real rest. Not all rest is real rest, but when we get the the spiritual rest in God's presence, the love and joy and peace that we need, it is really important for our mental health. It's so good that we recognize that, you know, Jesus, God, there they know and want us to be mentally healthy and know what we need. It's like God understands our soul and what we need to be whole and healthy and holy. So we've been talking about mental health for Mental Health Awareness Month, and that's a a real key in soul shepherding because we seek to integrate Christ-centered psychology in all things spiritual formation and soul care. And so we're very thankful for a, a month on the calendar, the month of May every year, to focus on the mental health needs of people uh, around the world, but especially in America where we live. Uh, We have a mental health crisis here in America. We do. And one of the things that is a part of that mental health crisis is incredible loneliness. And so it's important that we let you know that community and rest go together, that we, we need both. And actually, we get our very best when we have a healthy balance of both. Yeah, and by community, you're referring to relationships that are bonding, where we're connected, there's uh, the, the joy of, of being together, there's um, emotional honesty, those attachment relationships that have a, there's a certain amount of energy that goes into relating, connecting, caring, uh, even just having fun together, but there's, there's an intensity and a stimulation to that that's like important for our brains and our souls. But then we also need sort of the opposite, that's the ability to, to come down from that and to rest and to relax and to have peace. And they aid each other. So, for instance, Bill, oftentimes I find I can't get a real rest until I've received from from my spiritual director or soul friend or you, you're one of my soul friends, but some some listening, some care, some engagement, some being with, some feeling known and loved that then also helps me to rest. If I'm just isolated and lonely and alone with all of my 
my emotions and problems and I'm repressing them and I'm internalizing them, it disrupts my ability to rest. Yeah, repressed emotion is a major source of distress and tiredness for a lot of people. So it's always something that we hear from people that come to our institute retreats, how they were able to experience a deeper rest in part because they had that balance between the community time of being with other people, loving people, and being able to meet with a spiritual director and process and do do some good soul work, but then extensive times for rest and solitude and silence with Jesus. Yeah, every day we have teaching groups, uh, two two groups of 90 minutes, and we're all in a circle and learning together and practicing some scripture meditation and prayers together and uh, doing some soul talk uh, exercises and what we call squeeze the sponge or uh, a group of uh, 30 or 40 people have questions uh, from their life, their uh, their work, their ministry, and so we all are learning together. But then we have five hours every day for TLC. TLC time is to love Christ, and that's a space for, for rest, for meditation, for taking a walk, uh, for uh, relaxing, for working through some of the different scripture meditations and journaling experiences and the different uh, Christ-centered psychology tools that we use in soul shepherding for for self-awareness and for prayer. So that that mix of being engaged with other people and then having some time to, where it's not scheduled, it's not structured, and it's up to me and the Lord how I spend that time so I I can rest and, and process in a different way. We were just together with several mental health leaders coming together kind of as a think tank to to see how can we best bless and help the church with mental health issues. And one of the things that was a part of our time together was making some intentional space for rest. Yeah, I'm so thankful that we get to do that. This is our second year in the Mental Health Collective with 80 of the top Christian psychologists, therapists, educators, and uh, pastors who are focused on mental health needs and to all work together, pool our, our resources, our, our gifts, our organizations and uh, influence to move the needle around mental health awareness in America and uh, various initiatives to be helpful to those who are struggling with anxiety and depression, addictions, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, personality disorders, and other major mental health disorders that are disruptive to our work and our relationships. So we're all in that area and uh, we need rest too. Mm-hmm. We, we need care and uh, emotional care, relational care for ourselves as well. And I was so thankful that the psychologist that's uh, leading this whole, sponsored by a, a large Christian organization, that he's leading this initiative. And we got to talk with him last year and says, well, what if we next year we make this really more focused on spiritual retreat for all of us? And he really liked that idea and leaned into it. And so... We had some solitude and silence time uh, that was in there. We, we, we got to lead everybody in some soul shepherding experiences with uh, Lexio Divina and visual devotions, uh, meditating on uh, Jesus' easy yoke passage from Matthew 11, 25 to 30, guided soul talk. And so all these experiences that we did during the retreat were very rejuvenating for all of us. So it's important that we recognize that we work hard. Work is a grace. We, Bill, you're, you're type A. I work hard too. There's good work, important work to be done, but we need to have that balanced with times of rest, times of stopping. And this is something that you have 
studied and been very intentional to understand why God commands this. And you've looked at scripture over and over. You've done extensive Bible studies through the gospels, looking at Jesus's life and all of scripture to see what God says to us about rest. And I've seen you reorder your life because of that. Yeah, well, it's inspired by teachings from Jesus and Jesus' own life, uh, how he set boundaries. He took care of his own soul. He got away for prayer, for meditation. He spent a lot of time in nature. He spent a lot of time walking, walking by the lake, walking out uh, in the countryside. Uh, He kept a Sabbath day. A lot of scriptures showing Jesus receiving hospitality uh, on Sabbath and other times. He went on retreats uh, up in the mountains and lake, different places where he went to be alone or just be with his disciples. And he prioritized his intimacy with his Abba. And the scripture teaches this all over the place, the importance of of rest, Uh, Psalm 62, and God alone my soul finds rest. And many of the Psalms speak about about rest. Uh, Isaiah, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You know, resting is waiting on the Lord, being in God's presence. And Hebrews 4 says there's a Sabbath rest that remains for the people of God. And he goes on to talk about how the point of a Sabbath day is this uh, rest that we would experience in our heart, in our soul, uh, in, in our relationships any day of the week. And he says, so make every effort to enter God's rest and, and to live in this. And so it's a great paradox that we need to work at resting. We need to do some training and that's a lot of what we do in soul shepherding is training, all training for all kinds of reasons for our discipleship to Jesus and our growth and being more loving people, being more healthy. But one of those reasons is for rest because it's rest is so fundamental to our mental and emotional health and to our capacity to flourish in our work, in our relationships, and in our ministry. Rest is something that can be done well and be real and restorative or it can be something that we do in ways that don't really give our soul the rest that we really need yeah a lot of us think we're resting when we're scrolling our social media feed or vegging out in in, uh, front of the tv or uh, having a couple couple drinks Uh, these things aren't really soul rest Uh, soul rest is uh, being in nature it's being prayerful it's having a mostly honest conversation with someone who listens to us with empathy. We listen to them with empathy. Uh, taking a walk, uh, especially when we do that as a prayer walk and we're thankful to God for the beauty around us. We talk to God about things in our life and our work and our relationships. Uh, these are better examples of, of soul rest. Of course, meditating on scripture. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. It's all speaking about our needs for real rest. Rest that uh, invigorates. Rest that uh, gives us focus and perspective. Rest that helps us have energy to be relationally uh, alive and in tune with other people and to be overflowing with compassion, uh, works of kindness for others. Some of us avoid rest, though, because we're afraid of what we'll feel. We don't want to get in touch with some of the painful emotions that might surface when we try to rest, or we don't want to rest because we realize that we we really can't when we try. 
Yeah, a church leader came th- through our institute recently, and uh, she's uh, been involved in the church for a number of years and has uh, also been working with refugees, a young woman with uh, four young children, and she said that she spent, spent a lot of her adult years focusing on spiritual and development and growth, but really neglecting her emotional needs. And because of this, she said she hit a wall, and her emotional health was screaming, and it had to become the primary focus for her just to sustain her, her work in the church and her care for her children. She realized that her emotional muscles had atrophied because she had been compartmentalizing her spiritual life and her emotional life separate areas and needed to integrate the two. She, she said to us, I want to learn how to rest well. That's why I came to the Soul Shepherding Institute. I'm chronically tired from hitting the wall, uh, from being mommy to uh, four kids that are little and just not having enough time to myself, uh, balancing ho- home and church and work and all these things. Uh, she said that even she even realized that uh, she's been listening to our Soul Talks podcast and she came to realize that she's been using many scriptures in an unhealthy way uh, to like repress her emotions and and that she's struggled with anxiety and she's just trying to shove that down and realizing that that was not helpful, that it was uh, as if she could spiritually bypass her emotions and grow spiritually and love God and grow in intimacy with God uh, by just believing truths and denying the emotional struggles that she was having, especially with anxiety. And she said the other reason uh, that she really needed to come away with us on retreat in the Social Shepherding Institute was because when she's tried to do retreats on her own or just have some days to rest, she said that the crescendoing anxiety is deafening. Mm. That's what happens when we slow down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get we get worried, the things that are upsetting mm-hmm. us, the things that, that we are uh, overloaded with, uh, hurts from our past, uh, her case, the needs of her children, especially as she would imagine her time away coming to an end and then needing to go back to face everything in her life that mm-hmm. is stressful and overwhelming. I mean, good things, but yet the things that f- feel more than she could handle. And she realized that really her anxiety was a lot about not getting her needs met, that she was afraid that she wouldn't get her needs met and that was making her anxious. Well, so she came with us on a Soul Shepherding Institute retreat on spiritual formation, which is the first of the four retreats. We do spiritual formation, then spiritual and psychological development, then soul care ministry, and then relationally healthy leadership. And uh, that's the sequence. But you could just do one and just come and visit. But it's ideal if you do all four. And it, better yet, do the certificate in spiritual direction, which she is doing, and that, that gets you in uh, monthly classes online and supervision groups and learning to give and receive empathy and do that prayerfully and so forth. So she joined with us and she said that what a blessing that after the five days in the Soul Shepherding Institute retreat week, she had not a trace of anxiety. And she said it was because she felt in the community and and the experiences that we did together and then the, the tools that we gave her for emotional and spiritual health, she felt grounded empowered and equipped with the tools that she would need when she left the Institute retreat and went back to her home, back to her church and her work and so forth. And she says that this is helping her not have fear that her needs are going to go unmet 
because she experienced a deeper bond uh, with Jesus, a deeper bond in an emotionally authentic community. And so this was helping her to process the things that she was anxious about and worried about, the, the fears that she was having, the difficulties with self-criticism and shame and repressed anger, and the, the emotions that we all struggle with, more or less. But now she was able to get in touch with that and talk that through, pray that through, have tools for, for journaling and meditation to help her with that. And so she said, thank you for appetizing me anew to simply being with Jesus and depending upon him in the nearness and accessibility of God's kingdom. And she said she'll be feeding on those truths and using those tools for years to come. So thankful that we get to do this work, Christy, and make make friends like this young woman. It's so encouraging when people value the soul God's given them and recognize that he longs for them to be able to come away and to rest and to care for their mental health. And part of that is what you illustrated there. It's it's making space to be able to attune to our emotions as well as our thoughts, to be able to get in a place where we can be emotionally honest with ourselves and God and another person who's safe to respect. Getting tools, we need tools, we need training, we need understanding and how to do this. Our culture doesn't teach us. Well, this story illustrates that when um, you have a mental health challenge with anxiety, depression, compulsive behavior, uh, these kinds of things, it can be a a catch-22. It can be a vicious circle that because of all that, that distress, we tend to avoid quiet, being alone, rest, Because as we said, that's when those emotional distresses come up into the consciousness of our mind and we don't have the resources to deal with it. We want to avoid that. But then avoiding the the real rest that we need that God has created us for exacerbates those mental health challenges. So what we all need, and this is what we emphasize in our Soul Sharpening Institute retreats, but we need a combination of community that is authentic and and emotionally honest and real and really connective and engaging and prayerful. We need that, but then we also need time to be alone with the Lord uh, in nature and have some tools to work with as to how we pray, how we reflect, how we meditate on scripture and so forth. And that it's the combination of the community and the solitude, the solitude and the community that, that God can use to really renew us and grow us to be emotionally healthy and spiritually vibrant. So friends, if you're saying, yes, I, that sounds good, but I don't know where to get this community, we we invite you to join us at Soul Shepherding Institute, one of our retreats. If you can't do a retreat, there's still community available for you in the Soul Shepherding Network and some of the ongoing groups that we have, soul care groups. We And then if you're in ministry, We also have tools for you to be able to get a restorative, restful, soul health-giving sabbatical. Because there again, if we don't know how to do it in a way that's restorative, it it might just be something that's triggering and we then want to avoid it because we don't quite know how to do it. And one of the things we really need, and you hear this from Bill and I all the time, empathy. We need a place of empathy. And so that's why we've raised up spiritual directors and coaches who are trained 
in empathy. And that's a part of our sabbatical. When we do sabbatical, Bill, we have lots and lots of opportunities to receive empathy from a spiritual director and from each other. Because when you are really resting, to get there, you're going to have to go through some emotions. You're going to have to go through some things you've been avoiding. And in order to process that, you need somebody who can be an ambassador of Christ, a soul shepherd to you, who can listen to you, who can engage with you, who can help contain those that emotion and and help you get in touch with it so you can get on the other side of it. Not everybody can take a sabbatical, and it might seem overwhelming to you, but if you're in ministry, whether it's a pastor, an educator, a mission worker, or another uh, way you're serving the Lord as a Christian leader, even just a few weeks can be a powerful one. They're consecutive and immersive, and you have a spiritual focus in that time for, for growth and renewal and rest, and you have a spiritual director or a coach to guide you. And so that's one of our ministries, sabbaticalguide.com. Uh, is the whole package of videos from Christy and me and connecting with a coach. Uh, and we also have, you've heard us say recently, we have our new Enneagram and Emotions video course. This is another easy way to get started with uh, going deeper into soul shepherding. The Enneagram and Emotions video course is a lot like the Soul Talks podcast, except that it's on video and it's all about diving into getting help with anger, shame, anxiety, and sadness, the core emotions of distress that we all struggle with. And the Enneagram is a tool that especially rightly used and understood, it really helps us to, to care for those emotions and to grow in our intimacy with Jesus. So if you just go to soulshepherding.org slash Enneagram, you will learn about that Enneagram and Emotions video course uh, and our soon coming book, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, which you can pre-order today. Uh, that will bless you. Uh, you'll be so encouraged in that book. Uh, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, that's available wherever books are sold. Uh, the subtitle on that is Growing Emotionally and Spiritually Through the Enneagram. And also on those videos, we lead in some soul care practices specific to each of the types that we most need and that can help us. Lord, we just pray for our listeners and just thank you for each one. And God, you know the longings of our heart and soul and the needs we have for real rest. And yet the difficulties we have with the busyness of life, the uh, needs of family, work, uh, church, uh, lots of things that we're balancing and juggling, all of us in different ways. And, and as we've been talking about, some of us have uh, challenges with anxiety and depression and things like this. And it makes it even harder for us to to slow down and to, to really rest. And yet we need it all the more. And so we just pray, Lord, that you would help each of us to take a step of closer to you and opening our heart to you and lead us to a safe person to talk with. Lead us to an experience like, like a retreat, uh, even just reading a book that can help us learn more and take that step of intimacy with you that's emotionally honest to find that, that renewal in your presence, the joy and peace that only you can give, Lord Jesus. It's in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit that we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. 
To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 